Welcome back. Episode 5. My friend and I were talking yesterday and he said, they are going to string this along for as long as they can, hoping you will back down. I looked at him and said, I will take this all the way to the Supreme Courts if I have to. I will take this to the ends of the earth. I said, I just feel I need to do more instead of just waiting on that. But I'm not sure what is allowed by law. I said, I'm just going to be patient for now. He just looked at me. July 7, 2019. We went to the cemetery today, myself, Madison, and Zoe. Zoe's the next to the youngest sister. Zoe thought it was sad being there, but she also likes visiting her oldest sister. Everything seemed to be the same. When I arrived back home, I was talking to my daughter, Nicole. She asked, was everything all right out there? I replied, nothing's changed. It's still all the same. She said, hopefully we can get it over and we can move on. I said, yes, that would be nice. The day went on and I prayed that Matt calls me this coming up week. I need to know something. July 8, 2019. Nicole, Megan's mom, and two younger sisters are with Madison and I today. We went to the cemetery. We were driving through and I turned to look at my daughter and she's crying. I could feel the tension in the car that every one of us felt it. And that's not right. None of this is right. Zoe being 10 now, getting ready to turn 11, said, I remember Megan being by the tree. I said, we all do, baby. Even at times, Madison's friend, Elizabeth, had come to the cemetery with us. She remembers getting out of the car and walking to the tree. That's how we know. It's not right. Today's the beginning of the fourth week. My anxiety level is high. I feel it. My body is not sitting right with all the waiting and unknown of what's going on and how this is going to unfold. I'm praying that God shows Matt the know-how and the right words and our proof is enough to get Megan out of that cemetery. When I woke up and started my day, I'm cleaning a little before the doctor visit at 1.45 p.m. I'm a little anxious about going to see where I am with my A1C test. I like to know what's going on with me so I can take care of whatever it is. I drove down the road and tears start running down my face. I said, please don't let me cry at the doctors. I kept crying. I asked myself, where is this coming from? I thought, I know I have been crying a lot lately, but I thought I was fine. As I pulled up in the doctor's parking lot, I'm still crying. What's going on with me, I asked myself. I cleaned my face of what I could and proceeded into his office. I waited in the lobby for about 10 minutes and I thought I was okay. As the nurse called my name, I walked through the doors and stepped on the scale. Whew, I gained a few pounds. And to me, at home, I thought I was losing weight. I guess not. The nurse then showed me into a room across from the scale and I went in and sat down. He asked me, what's going on with you? I said, I am stressed and I am stressed to the max. He said, I was asking, what are you doing here today? And I said, oh, I'm here to see the doctor for my three month checkup for my type one diabetes. He said, all right, while trying to make me laugh, and he was, I told him thank you for that. I said, I guess I need some help. He asked, what's going on? I said, I'm not sure what I can say or not say, but I think I need some help, maybe something for stress or my nerves. I said, I thought I was fine this morning, but on the ride over here, I start crying and I can't seem to stop. He pricked my finger to check my A1C and the doctor walked in. They talked and we laughed, 
I'm trying to laugh without crying, and then the crying just keeps coming. I don't know what's going on with me. I can usually contain myself, but this is really getting to me. The doctor and the nurse knows I'm not like this. It was even mentioned that I'm an easy patient, I'm smiling all the time, pleasant, happy. I'm just so damn stressed. I talked to the doctor a little bit about what was going on. He said, I know you don't like to take pills, but I am going to prescribe you some. Beep. He said, it will be a low dose and it will make you tired. I said, should I take it before bed? He said, take it as you need it. It's for anxiety. I said, okay. I apologize for being such a big baby for crying. He said, that's what I'm here for. I thanked him and he checked my vitals. He gave me some test results that we had at the last visit. He said, everything looks good, Emily. He asked, do you take pills for cholesterol? I said, no. He said, okay, good. Your cholesterol is good. I said, okay. He said, the nurse will be in to draw blood to check your thyroid. I said, all right, and thank you, doctor. Beep. He said, you're welcome. He left the room. The nurse came back into the room a few minutes later to draw my blood, and he's trying to make me laugh again. And at times it would work. I feel so bad for breaking down like that, but I did, and I can't take it back. He seems like a really good nurse, and I've only been familiar with him for a few visits now, but to me, he's one of the better nurses. When we were done, he gave me a hug, and I hugged him back. I needed it, too. Thank you, Mr. Nurse. My day. I now take Benadryl for anxiety and Xanax. What the hell? I barely take an aspirin. My gosh, you beep. God help me. I didn't hear from Matt today. It may have been a good thing. July 9, 2019. We visit the cemetery today. Yesterday when I drove through after my doctor's appointment, the city workers were mowing the grass, although everything seemed fine in Megan's area. Today, as I drove through, I drove around to Wyatt first, then Megan. July 10th, 2019. No word yet, and I know I need to just sit back and relax for a bit. But in the meantime, I have not been doing too well. And I really believe it's the not knowing. I think at time, maybe this is how it's to play out, getting court ordered. I keep thinking then at least we can get into a courtroom, tell the story, let the story be known. I'm not sure why all this is happening, but I know one thing, that Megan's little body is not where her headstone is. And I want them to acknowledge it. I want them to be ever so more cooperative about getting the rest of the headstones fixed. My gosh, days just slip by. I know I need to wait to hear from Matt, but as I feel that though, I feel I need to be doing more. July 15, 2019. I'm so busy today, but the thought is on my mind to call Matt. I keep thinking if I don't call him today, I will call him tomorrow. July 16, 2019. One month, one day. Today I called Matt. I wanted to really check in with him to see where he's at, where we are at with the case. He said, I am stumped. He said, I have taken your timeline and, a, and case to a couple of good friends that practice law and they just don't know what to do either. He said, we need a birth or death certificate. It's odd they don't have one on file. I suggest it is, but we do have the paperwork of the city burying her. I said, I'm going to look up stories of this kind of thing to see what and how they handled it. Matt said, all right, and if you can, send me the link of the similar headstones being moved and bodies being buried in wrong places. Maybe something will give us a hint to what our next move should be. I said, all right, I will. 
I said, we done a couple of months of running around trying to find the documents we need to, to find out. It wasn't even our responsibility to obtain the documents. It was the health department's responsibility. And I keep thinking, so much time has been wasted. It's been a big runaround. Matt said, I'm not too sure who to go after. We talked a little longer and hung up the phone. I'm praying we can find a way to get Megan's birth certificate or death certificate. After we hung up, I messaged family members and friends in different states to have them look up any kind of information on similar cases. I have five different people looking. Melissa in Kentucky, Lisa in Michigan, Patty in Florida, Susie in Ohio, Jennifer in Michigan. When I asked their opinion of who to go after, they said, go after all of them. As they prove their innocence, they will be excluded. My thinking, that sounds fair, but I do know who has misled me, who has lied to me, I know who has disrespected Megan and the others in the cemetery. The city of beep. Susie in Ohio started sending me links of different scenarios of these type cases. Patty sent me a storyline too. Jennifer has also helped me out with different advice and looking things up. And I thank you all for your support. July 17, 2019. 5.10 p.m. I answered the phone to Matt. He said, hello, Emily, how are you? I said, good, how are you? He replied, I'm doing good, really, really good. For a moment, I thought, why does he sound really excited? He said, we got it. I said, all right, like as to say, what do we have? He said, I took your timeline to a good friend who is a judge. He wanted me to say, your timeline is awesome, and he thinks it is unique. I'm so proud to be hearing this about now. Matt said, Emily, you did an awesome job on it. I just wasn't sure how to react to getting good news and compliments at the same time. I replied, thank you, and tell your friend thank you. Matt said again, we got it, we got it, we got it. He sounds a little too excited and I'm starting to feel happy about it. Matt said, I have the form that needs to be filled out and I may need some information about your daughter. You and her will have to go in front of a notary and sign some papers. I said, all right. He said, we are not suing anyone. It's a guardianship for your granddaughter's headstone. I said, all right. Matt said, and all the while he's talking to me, all I could say was, all right. He said, Emily, I want you to quit working. I want you to quit stressing and let me do the rest. I said, all right. By this time, I'm fighting back tears. I thanked Matt so much and I told him to have a good evening. Matt said, you do the same and I will call you soon. I said, all right, and we hung up. As I walked through the sliding glass window of my patio, I felt light. I felt like a 500 pound boulder was lifted off of me. I called a friend to reply to what Matt had just told me and I started to cry, of course. He asked, why are you crying? I said, I am crying, but these are happy tears. I feel a sense of relief. I'm going to take Matt's advice and try to quit stressing. I feel so good about all of it right now, but about two hours later, I start feeling sick. It's not my sugar, I checked it and it was good. I feel as though I'm going to throw up. I sat in a chair for a little while and I needed a cold, wet cloth to put on my face. I felt it coming up. I couldn't move. Madison brought me the wastebasket. Wow, what's going on with me?
Why all of a sudden am I sick? As I laid there, my body started convulsing. I felt my legs shaking and turning in all kinds of directions. I felt my arms turn in all ways too. In my mind, I kept saying, what is wrong with me? And of course, I'm crying. Because just hours ago, I felt fine. I laid there for a couple hours worrying about what is going on with me. I got up later in the middle of the night, took a shower, and went to bed. The next morning, I woke up, thankful for waking up after the night I had. My body was sore. My gosh, I could barely move my legs or arms. Then a thought came to me. Was that the stress leaving my body? It had to have been the stress leaving my body, I kept thinking. Later this morning, I messaged a couple different people and asked them, was there such a thing as what went on with me? Is it possible? After telling them my story, they both told me yes. As the day went on, I was feeling better. The next day, Madison and I went to Walmart to get a few things we were out of. I'm leaving the laundry soap aisle when I turned the corner. I was talking to Madison. A man walked up to the cart and stood there touching my hand. I looked away from where Madison was and turned to look to see who was touching my hand like that. I looked at him. He was a grown man in a little boy's mind. I talked to him for a matter of a few minutes. His parents were calling for him, but it was like he needed for some reason to stand with me for a bit. And I'm glad he did. His mom approached us where we were standing. I told the man to have a good day and he walked away with his mom to where his family was waiting for him. I walked away. In my mind, I thought, did God send him? Did he send him over to me to see how I reacted to him? I feel as though this is a test from above. And I do know I certainly passed. Thank you, young man, and may God bless you. Madison at this time looked at me and said, did he scare you? I said, no, if anything, I'm happy I was able to talk to him in a calm tactic. I told Madison, Anytime someone in God's hands ever approaches you, you talk and treat them as though they are your friend. I feel really happy. I feel like I most likely made that man's moment. I didn't discriminate against him. I didn't look down on him. I certainly didn't turn away from him. I talked to him as though you would talk to someone you know when you run into them in the middle of a store. And I was so grateful I was able to. Today's the end of July. I have not heard anything yet. Thank you, Matt, for all you have done. I know I'm a pain in the ass, but I believe what I believe and someone needs to make it right. I know 100%. August 1st, 2019. 9.18 a.m. Oh my, what a way to start the day. The first day of August, I receive an email from Matt saying, progress is going good, and to update the progress of the case. I thanked him so much. I hope and pray this all works out for Megan and the others, the Irwin baby boy, Laramore baby, the gross baby girl, Sheridan little girl, and all of the rest of them out there. August 8, 2019. Another week has gone by. I pray every day we can get this resolved and we can all move on with life as before. As if for life for us could go back to before. I hope that Matt is moving closer and closer to the finish line with all of this. But for some reason, I feel as though we are in this for the long haul. Please give me the strength and the good health to get through this. Thank you. August 9, 2019. The law firm sent an email of payment and progress. 
August 13, 2019, 11.17 a.m. I called Matt to ask about the email and to find out what the progress was. Matt said, I've been working on it. He did mention the judge's name, Judge Beep. I told him I tried to stay up on top of the timeline so I didn't fall behind. He said, no, you are good. Matt also paid another compliment saying, you are one of the best clients. You never have a problem, you just want this resolved. I said, yes, I do, and it can't come soon enough. He said, I have been following what Judge B has said, and I'm getting the necessary times and dates from your timeline of what we need following the law. He said, I'm working on it. I said, all right, I completely understand. We talked a little longer and told each other to have a good day. August 14, 2019, 11.40 a.m., Matt called. He left a message. I wasn't able to answer his call at the moment, but I thought when I saw I missed his call that I would call him back later this afternoon. Although I'm a little anxious about what he had, was messaging me about, I do know that every minute of this is important, but today I have an important task too. My great-grandson, beep, beep, he starts kindergarten today. So I will get back to Matt as soon as I can. 4.20 p.m., Matt called while I was driving down the highway from spending the day with my babies. He wanted to talk and I was hesitant at first because, well, of course, I was driving. But as he talked, I felt comfortable answering his questions. So I did. 6.01 p.m., a little while later, I received an email. Matt said, when able, please provide the name of the county in which Nicole resides. No rush. 6.09 p.m., Madison sent a message back because, of course, I'm still driving. Madison sent, beep, county, thank you so much. August 15, 2019, after talking to Nicole about questions and answers to the questions, I emailed Matt, Matt back with 1.40 p.m. Hi, Matt. I talked with my daughter to answer a few more questions. Nicole was 19 weeks pregnant, and the law back then was 21 weeks to file a birth certificate. Matt emailed me back. Excellent. I will edit. Also, drafting is going well. It's difficult as the law needed was scattered in different obscure places. Some of the laws we need are even in the criminal conduct statutes. Not an easy task at all. But the finish line is in sight. I appreciate so much seeing those words. The finish line is in sight. I'm just a little skeptical about being at the finish line because what happens when we file a court order, we receive it, we dig her up, and it's not her? What happens? So in my mind, I believe Matt was saying the finish line for writing the petition to get filed was in sight. I have to think one step at a time is all we can do. And I'm not too sure what the last email meant, so I will talk to Matt about it when I can. Until then. August 23rd, 2019. I drove to the cemetery. My heart fell out when I noticed the stakes in the ground for where they are going to dig up and fix the drain system. I messaged Matt right away to let him know I, and I sent him a picture. I didn't hear anything back, so I wondered if he was going to file the emergency injunction to stop them from digging. My daughter and I both signed one when we notarized the petition. They haven't started digging yet, but they are staking it, and I have noticed, too, that they have the drain pipe piping laying to the back of the cemetery at the south end. And you know me, I took pictures. August 29, 2019, 
Matt called to tell me we got a court date, October 17, 2019 at 9 a.m. I'm happy to hear that. I'm counting down the days until then. I'm feeling the stress of not just having to live with this, but feeling the stress of thinking we have to dig her up. Matt did say, I know it's a ways out, but mark it on your calendar. I said I already did. He told me to hang in there, and we hung up the phone. From this day, August 29, 2019, I have been writing daily about what's been going on. I didn't take many notes, but I do have some. So I'm going to try to piece it together the best I can with what notes I do have and the pictures I have. I had typed up to November 10, 2019 every day. On this day, 11-10-2019, my computer crashed and I lost the conversations and the everyday of visiting the cemetery. So from this point on, August 29, 2019, it will be information from pictures but not every word of conversations. Bear with me. September 5th, 2019. The newspaper article is to run in the paper on September 6, 2019, and again on September 13th, 2019. The article is to let everyone who wants to protest the treatment of Megan, they will have that opportunity. September 19, 2019. There's a dump truck sitting on the street between Megan and Wyatt. There's a shovel digger in the southwest street, digging up the street to the mid-south of the cemetery. And because I had messaged Matt to let him know of them staking, I guess he felt he didn't need to file the injunction. I let it go and I watched. I took pictures of every day after they worked out there what they were doing. In between this time and next, we go to the cemetery every day. We may have missed a day or two here and there, but we don't miss two or three days at a time. October 2nd, 2019. I noticed today there was a stake west of the tree in question. It looked to be like they are getting ready to set in a headstone. October 10, 2019. Holly B. from the law office called today to talk to me about Nicole having to be in court. I told her, I will get in touch with my daughter. I have texted her. I will call her and see if she will call me back. She said, if you can't get in touch with her, we can tell the judge she wasn't able to make it. I said, all right. Today also at 4.10 p.m., they are not there yet, but they are getting closer to digging in Megan's area. October 11, 2019. They were working in Megan's area. They have a dump truck on the corner hauling out the dirt. There's a bobcat, there's a long nose shovel, and it looks like a little digger. There are a few pickups, the workers' vehicles, the city trucks are here too. I watched them and they knew I was there. I took pictures. I sat there all day. I left when they left to go to lunch. I went right back after I ate and I used the restroom. I arrived at the cemetery a little after 1 p.m. The dump truck was there. I sat and watched until a little after 3 p.m. to go pick Madison up from school. But it was looking like they were winding up everything anyway to call it a day. I watched them tape up around the equipment they were working with. I left. After I picked Madison up, we went to the cemetery and I took pictures of their day's work. October 13, 2019, 2.22 p.m. They are working at Megan's Corner, and I noticed the stake for the new headstone to be set in. 
is still there. October 14, 2019. They put in the big drain hole cover on the corner of Megan's area, north of the tree and the beep headstone. I called Jimmy at the funeral home to see if she, if she still wanted to do the treatment for us. Jimmy said, I will have someone call you back to talk to you about it. I thanked her as we were hanging up the phone. This was not supposed to happen. I don't want to dig her up, but I feel as though we're being forced to do this. I do not want to do this. October 15, 2019. Today, Nancy called from beep, funeral home. She was calling to talk to me about what they can do, and she set up a time for me to come in. October 16, 2019. I'm at the cemetery. Tomorrow's court and I wanted to check on things today. I noticed the drain was set in at Megan's corner there. Gravel around it now. It's on the north corner of the east and west street on the west side. The drain looks to be sunk in the ground. I talked with Megan and Wyatt while I was there. I asked them to watch over us as we go into court tomorrow and help everything to work out for us. I'm hopeful things will go our way tomorrow. I pray it does. October 17, 2019. Madison and I got ready to go to court. I called Nicole to make sure she would be there. She said, I'll be there. Madison and I arrived. We looked around for Nicole, but we didn't see her. We walked into the courthouse and went to the floor. Judge, beep, is on. We sat and waited for Nicole and or Matt. The elevator's door opened a little while later and I looked over and it was Matt. Madison and I stood and Matt walked over to us. He asked, how are you guys? I said, we are good, we are waiting for Nicole. He asked, is she going to make it? I said, I messaged her this morning and she said she would be here. He said, all right, Emily, I'm going to check us in and you can come in when she gets here. I said, all right, it won't be long, I hope. Matt walked into the courtroom. A few minutes later, Madison offered to walk down to see if Nicole was downstairs. She had to give Nicole a suit jacket anyway. Madison left. I stood waiting pacing back and forth for Nicole and now Madison to come back or they come back together. Yes, I paced the floor a few times and I prayed, please let the next time the doors open, let it be Madison and Nicole. 8.59 a.m. The door opens. It's Nicole and Madison. I gave her a hug. She put her jacket on and the three of us walked into the courtroom together. We went in and sat down. I motioned at Matt to let him know we were there. She made it. One minute before, but she made it. Matt walked over to us. He met Nicole and he told us we are waiting on the judge. We said, all right. He asked Nicole to sign some papers and me also. He talked with us. He told me it will be up to the city where they dig. I said, all right. Well, I know if they dig under the tree, they will find her. Matt said, we will get permission and we will see where they will. Matt went back to sit down and Nicole, Madison and I sat waiting for the judge to get there. She was late, 10 o'clock AM, judge, beep, we all stood. The bailiff started calling numbers, we waited for ours. When it was our turn, Matt approached the bench and Nicole and I stood, judge, Beep asked, this is a strange one. Why has this taken so long? We did receive permission. She looked up at me and Nicole and watched us follow Matt out of the courtroom. We stood in the hall and talked for a few matter of a few minutes. Matt told me he would get the paperwork together and I could take it to the funeral home. I said, all right, Matt, thank you so much. He said, hang in there, we will get this done. I said, all right. Matt turned and walked one way and Madison 
Nicole and I walked the other way. I just didn't know how to feel about this. I wanted to cry. I wanted to scream. I just don't know how to feel. I did know though, this is not what I want to do. I want the headstones moved back. Either way we dig where the headstone is or we dig under the tree, it will answer the question of where the headstone should be. After court driving home, I headed toward the cemetery. I needed to be there with Megan and Wyatt. I pulled in and the workers were on the other side of the cemetery in the northeast area. I got out of the car and the road is blocked off, of course, because of them working out here. I start walking towards Megan's area and then I ran to get to her. I wanted to tell her we were granted to dig to find her. I already know where she's at. They just won't listen. I got almost to where the tree was and I stopped. I looked at her tree and where her headstone should be and I started to cry. I talked to her for a little bit, sobbing, that this is all so unnecessary. I'm so damn mad about all of this. I talked and cried to her for a little longer. Then I walked over to where I had kicked off my shoes, running toward her. I told her, I love you, my angel. I told Wyatt, I love you, angel. I walked to the car. Now we wait for the call to set a date but first I have to get papers for Matt to take to the funeral home. Then the funeral home will send them to the health department and we will have to wait to see how long it takes. October 18, 2019. I called beep funeral home. Jimmy answered and I told her that we went to court yesterday and we were granted to dig Megan. And as soon as I got the papers in my hands, I will bring them to the funeral home. Jimmy said, as soon as you do, give us a call and we can help you. I thanked her and we said to each other, have a good day. The judge called the case strange. It didn't have to be. I did write a letter to the judge. She asked why it had taken so long, but I lost it. I lost all that information. I remembered letting her know though why this was taking so long, because all this time we have been stalled, misled, disrespected, and I'm not, I'm only a one man army. But yes, my granddaughter, Megan's sister helped and Megan's mother has helped when she could. But Megan's mother has two younger siblings that don't need to be part of this. They don't need to know about this. I also remember telling the judge I appreciate her. I lost all this information when my computer crashed and I lost all the information between August 29, 2019, November 10, 2019. This is where my, start, my story started, being pieced together. But like I said, either way, it will prove that she is not where her headstone is. I go to the cemetery every day now. I have to. October 19, 2019. There was a little drain. There was no little drain in front of the tree, east of the tree. Throughout this part of the timeline, there should be conversations with Matt, with Nancy at the funeral home, and because I lost all that information, it's just one line sentences of what the event of the day was. This next part of the information is from the pictures. I'm keeping an eye on everything they are doing out here at the cemetery. October 22nd, 2019. No little drain. The big drain was the only drain in Megan's area for years. They have dirt everywhere on the grounds and on the side of the road. The roads block are up, blocking the street. The funeral home sent the forms to vital statistics, so I'm hoping it will be over soon. October 28, 2019, 5.51 p.m. 
There's no drain in front of the tree and the double headstones. October 30th, we went to the cemetery today to check on things. There's not much changed in Megan's area. The big drain is, is sunk into the ground and I have to wonder if they will fill that in to raise it up to the level of the ground in the street. No other drain at that corner. The headstone stake west of the tree is still there. October 31st, 2019. 3.45 p.m. I drove to the cemetery after I picked Madison up from school. Wow. There is now another drain in Megan's area. The drain is east of the tree, west of the street. Every day that I come here, I take pictures. I have taken hundreds, maybe thousands of pictures over the past four and a half years. I take them in case I may need them to match them up to the ones I have taken early in 2000s. I guess too, to keep an eye on things that what may change out here. I have even noticed that the headstone stake is still here behind the tree, west of the tree. November 4th, 2019, the headstone stake is still here. November 6, 2019, I called Nancy this morning to find out if she had heard anything. She said she hasn't, but she will call and find out and give me a call back. She did call back to say it's at the vital statistics. I drove to the cemetery. I noticed the roadblock cones are up, blocking the little drain. There was a man blowing the dirt off the grounds and the street. I talked to my angels for a few minutes and then I left the cemetery. November 9, 2019, they laid the headstone. It could have been today, but it may have been on the 7th or the 8th. I haven't felt good over the past few days, so I haven't gone out but today. I noticed the headstone was in. There have not been any other changes. November 10th, 2019. Today was the day I had noticed my computer crashed. I started writing information on paper again to write it down in the timeline later. November 11th, 2019. Wow. There's a big circle around the headstone they just laid. The cement has been poured around the little drain they put in, in Megan's area. At 5 o'clock p.m., I took a picture of the headstone. November 12, 2019, there are now two drains in Megan's area, a big one to the north of the east-west street and one to the south of the east-west street. There are also tire marks in the grass. There looks to be a few tire marks in the grass in the pictures. And I know all these years I've been coming out here, I have watched them lay other headstones out here. And there's only usually one truck. Why all the tire truck tracks to this headstone is beyond me. November 14, 2019. The roadblock cones are still up around the little drain from where they cemented it in. I'm still keeping an eye on anything that may change out here, especially in Megan's area. November 16, 2019. Visiting here and it seems as though they are done working on the drains. November 18, 2019. The sod is being laid in Megan's area. 2.35 p.m., Matt called. I missed his call, I called him back. I asked him, how are you doing? Matt said, I don't know, what's going on? I said, I talked to Nancy at the funeral home a couple weeks ago to, to her saying the paperwork is, is at vital statistics. Matt said, I don't know how long that takes. I said, I asked someone how long it takes and she said about a month. A month is Friday, so I should be hearing something this week. Nancy said she filed the paperwork with vital statistics on the 22nd of October. I said, the cemetery is done. 
I had to sit and watch them for a couple days when they were working in Megan's area. Matt said, yeah, sounding preoccupied. I said, I hate that I can't trust them, but because of the dirt pile in the tree incident, I can't. He said, yeah, they would really be stupid to pull anything now knowing we are watching them. I said, they knew I was there. He said, Mark is going to be glad we are done with him and he's done with us. I said, I can't wait to be done with them too. It's been four and a half years, way too long. Matt said, well, the city attorney's asking when it's going to take place. I can tell them it's at vital statistics to shut them up for a while. I'm quiet. And to me, it's almost laughable for the city attorney wanting this to be over now that the cemetery is done. Wow. You didn't give me a time of day a couple years back. You were pushing it off on Stan and Linda, not even a call back. So yeah, let's see how long it takes before they call to dig since the cemetery seems to be done. It's so funny, I want to cry. Matt said, as soon as you know, let me know. I said, yes, I will. You will be the first person I call. We said our goodbyes and we hung up. I can feel it. I can feel it won't be long now. The permit, the paperwork will be filed to get this done to set a date. November 19, 2019, 9.21 a.m. Beep, funeral home called. I said, hello? A lady said, you sound like a little girl. I chuckled. She said, hi, Emily, this is Nancy. I said, yes, uh-huh. She said, I'm sending the email for you and your daughter to sign and get back to me. If there's something you don't understand, fill it out, send it back with signatures, and I can help walk you through it. I said, all right. She said, I will call you if there's any el anything else we, we need. I said, thank you, Nancy. She said, you betcha. We hung up. 10.31 a.m., Nancy sent an email stating, Emily, I just spoke with Vanessa at B City Cemetery. She asked me to email the court documents and the disinterment paperwork, which I did. She said, Vanessa said that she will be in contact with the city attorney and will get back to us. As of this email, we were waiting to hear back from the city of beep to get a day, a date, and a time to get it done. I will keep you updated as I get more information. Respectfully, Nancy. I replied at 10.31 a.m. Thank you. I called. I have messaged Nicole this morning. I messaged Nicole at 8.15 a.m. Nicole called me back at 8.32 a.m. I told her what we need to get done. At 9.22 a.m., I sent her a message saying, I received the papers. We can meet at the library somewhere. 10.45 a.m., waiting on Nicole to let me know when and where to meet. 12.53 p.m., she messages. We can meet at the library in beep, 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 to fill out the papers and we can make copies. I said, all right. We did. When we were done, we parted ways. 2.22 p.m., seeing Nicole today, she looked cute. She looked good. A, a week or so ago, she looked good also. So I hope she will continue to do well. Nicole and I have to sign a form for the funeral home, the permit for disposal of human remains. I have the paperwork signed and filled out. I have a copy of Nicole's driver's license, but I didn't have mine. Madison has mine, so I would have to wait to take the paperwork the library when Madison gets out of school. I will have to make copies of my driver's license and copy the paperwork. Copy it for my records and for Matt. I will get this done today. 4.25 p.m. Nancy called. She asked to speak to Emily. I said, this is her. She said, you sound like a little girl. 
I said, well, thank you. People say that to me all the time. But I kind of knew I would be hearing something soon from the cemetery being done, and the 22nd is Friday. She said, I'm calling because I have, well, I guess what I have. I said, I don't know. What do you have? Wait, let me guess. She said, yeah, guess. I said, you have the permit to dig Megan. She said, I'm so happy to be able to call to let you know. I said, yes, it's a happy thing, but like I say, it's bittersweet. She said, yes, well, now we can get it done. I will need a signature to cremate. Do you want me to email it? Or I said, you can email it. She said, well, I will need your daughter to sign and copy both of your driver's license. Do you have somewhere to print it? I said, yes. Now, do we send it back to your email or hand deliver it? She says, as long as you can copy your driver's license and yours, we can email it. I said, all right. She said, we are not in front of one another, so that's why I need her driver's license. We talked about how young I sound, and I said, I'm probably older than you. She said, I'm older than dirt. We laughed. She said, I'm metallic. Do you know what that is? I said, no, what's that? She told me what it is, and I told her, I'm going to write that in a book and put your name on it. She said, oh, no, don't do that. We laughed. She went back to, we are pushing for next Tuesday. I said, all right. She said, no time yet. I need to call the city to find out what's a good time for them. I said, all right, next Tuesday then. She said, yes, the paper that needs to be signed is for cremation. I will have to send off to get her cremation permit. Maybe we can get it back by the time we dig. I said, all right, it will be easier if I hunt my daughter down to sign and copy than bring the paperwork to the funeral home. She said, all right, we will dig next Tuesday when the disinterment is set. Now we have to get permission to cremate her. I said, all right. She said, all right, darling, I will call you tomorrow as soon as I talk to the city and I will send you the email. I said, all right, thank you so much, Nancy, and have a good evening. She said, you are so sweet. You have a good evening, too. We hung up. 4.43 p.m., I called Matt back. I asked to talk to Matt. The receptionist said, may I ask who's calling? I said, this is Emily. She said, yes, Emily, let me connect you. I said, all right. He, Matt said, hi, Emily. I said, hi, Matt. I just hung up from Nancy at the funeral home, and they have a date set for Tuesday, the 26th. He said, hmm. Yes, I have Tuesday wide open. I said, good. I don't know the time yet, but she said she's calling the city to find out. He said, all right. I don't know how they are going to do that with the big city's big equipment or i said i don't know either he said i'm going to have to be out there i said yes yes you will yeah you will i want you there he said because if when they dig and they dig it up i mean her not it it is in the casket i said yes he said we will have to snap pictures snap 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 we will have to take pictures, then see what we can do next. I said, I know. I have taken pictures, pictures of all of it. He said, all right, call me, stay in touch. I said, all right, I will call you tomorrow. He said, all right, Emily, talk to you soon. I said, all right. November 20th, 2019, 10.30 a.m. Nancy from the funeral home called and said, hi, Emily. I said, hi, Nancy, how are you? She got quiet. She said, excuse me, I thought I had to sneeze. She said, I have talked to Vanessa, and she said everything is good to go to set a date and time. She thought Tuesday would be good at 1 o'clock p.m., November 26th. I said, all right, Nancy. She said, the papers you sent yesterday did not come through. I said, oh, no, I can bring them to you. She said, oh, I don't want to put you out. I said, oh, no, I can bring them to you. She said, all right. I said, I will see you in a bit. Thank you, Nancy. We hung up. 10.32 a.m. I called the law office. I asked if Matt is in. 
The receptionist said, yes, may I ask who is calling? I said, this is Emily. She said, all right, Emily, one moment. I said, all right, thank you. She said, you're welcome. Matt got on the phone. I said, hi, Matt, how are you? He said, I am good. I said, Nancy called and said she talked with Vanessa in the city and they set a time for Tuesday, November 26th at 1 p.m. He said, okay, that clears my morning. I will write that for one o'clock p.m. on the 26th. I said, yes. Matt said, I will be there early. I will be there at 1230. I said, I will be there early too. He said, Emily, you hang in there. We will get this done. I said, yes, I know. Thank you, Matt. Have a good day. Matt said, you too, Emily. We hung up the phone. We arrived at the funeral home, the conversation with Nancy at the funeral home. When we went in, Nancy was sitting at the front desk counter. I waved at her and she said, hello, young ladies. I said, hello, how are you? She got a call. I handed her the papers when she was done with the call. She looked over the papers and said, is this Nicole's address? I said, she puts my address. She has some mail coming to my house, but she doesn't live there. Nancy looked up at me. I said, but her copy of her, at, her driver's license is on the back page. She said, oh, okay. She said, it's set for Tuesday, November 26th at 1 p.m. at the beep city cemetery on beep street. I replied, yes. She said, all right, we will get Megan dug up and she will return here. I said, all right. I then asked her about an urn. She said, the little ones is $75. You won't need a big one. I said, no. She said, let me show you. We walked around from behind the counter desk and we walked through a door into another door. Before we entered the second door, she turned and looked at me and said, now this may be tough because there are caskets and urns in here. She looked at me and said, as long as you are all right. I said, I'm all right. I turned to ask Madison, are you going to be all right? Madison shook her head to say yes. We walked through the door. There are caskets everywhere, urns on the wall, on shelves. So sad, a sad, a feeling of sadness. We walked behind the door into another small area. There are baby urns on shelves. I looked. I said, oh, look, these are the ones you can choose from. Nancy said, yes. As Nancy talked about the price and how much ashes there would be, we only needed a little one. I asked, how much are the ones on the wall? She said, $75. I pointed to one as Madison said, I like that one, pointing. Not at the same one I liked, but they were all beautiful. As Madison said that, that's pretty. Nancy said, that's the mother of pearl. I said, oh yes, that one then. I asked Madison, you like that one? She said, yes. Nancy said, depending on how many ashes, it will come in a little white cardboard box and then you can put them in a little urn. I saw some rose metal urns. I looked and there's a sign on the shelf saying $195. I thought, well, as pretty as that is, $195 is not that much. Nancy picked a red metal rose off the shelf. She starts screwing the bud off the rose. Madison said, ah, you put the ashes in the bud? Nancy shaking her head, yes. I said, oh, that's pretty. Nancy said, then if you want it to sit on your table, and um, I interrupted and said, like a fireplace mantle or something like that? Nancy said, yes, shaking her head and smiling. I really like the rose. I asked her, is that $195? At the same time, Madison is asking, how much is it? Nancy said, $100. I said, oh, I said, depending on how much ashes we get, I either want the mother of pearl or the rose urn. Yes, that would be good looking at Nancy. She said, all right. We walked around to the, the door we entered through in the other door. Nancy walked around the corner of the desk counter and said, we will get it taken care of for Megan. 
I asked her about the headstone and the removal of the headstone. We talked about Wyatt getting him out of there, and I started to cry. She asked how old was Wyatt. I said two and a half months. He passed away from SIDS. She said, I have two grandsons too. I said, oh, I know you had said that before. I said, it's sad, it's just something you don't get over. She told us a story of one of her grandsons with tears in her eyes. We changed the subject. I asked, now the headstones, does the person that take the headstones away, do they need a written permission to haul it off? She said, that will be up to the city. I said, all right. I then asked, is the city going to be the ones digging or do you do that? She said, no, we are independent. I said, all right. She said, yes, it is. Beep. I'm quiet. I know the name because I have seen them out there. She said a lot of times they leave the headstones there. I looked at her and said, really, why? She said they leave them there. I don't know why. I said, so no one knows someone was dug up? She said, shaking her head, yes. Yeah, probably. I said, for the public eye? She said, yes. She got a call and told them she would call them back in five minutes. I told Nancy, thank you and have a good evening. Madison and I turned and walked out the entrance. Nancy said, you two ladies. Thank you for listening. I look forward to you listening to episode six. If you have any kind words, you can email me at Emily McMahon, lowercase letters, E-M-I-L-Y, M-C-M-A-H-A-N, 208 at gmail.com. Thank you.